from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number three of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Josh Applebaum here, getting you guys set for all things NCAA tournament second round, hanging out here with the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Josh, Baylor's closing the gap just a little bit out there in Fort Worth. They trail by 14, 818 to go, but they are catching 10.5 on the live number. We'll keep our eyes on that game. But we were discussing Kansas and Creighton before we went to break in the last segment here. Kansas at BetMGM, they're laying 12 and a half total, 140 and a half. But at some other spots around town, including here at the South Point, we see Kansas laying 13. Maybe, just maybe, this could be the buy-in spot for Creighton. It could, and I think, you know, when you see spots like this where a line's really moving toward one team, you got to have a number in your head. you got to have a number that you say, wow, like, at this point, it's moved so much, there's value to go the other way. So we start off the show saying, hey, can you get a 13? And when you see the line movement opening, you know, Kansas minus 11.5, get up to 12, 12.5. Now, the the, the difficult thing here, Femi, is it's injury-based a little bit. So I think when you're betting on sports, you got to look at, you know, line moves that are injury-driven and line moves that are maybe, like, respected money driven like injury moves are always tricky for me because on the one hand guy you know big guys out for Creighton so I want to bet against them I want to take Kansas but then you also look at it like are you overvaluing injuries like you see in the NBA all the time you know LeBron will be out the Lakers go from laying seven down to three and you're like oh like you know I want to be uh, you know pet against them because LeBron's out but now at minus three do you buy low on the Lakers it's probably a bad example Femi because we spent an hour talking about how terrible <laughs> the Lakers are but I just don't love betting games with where injuries are, are at play because it kind of 
throws off the cap. It throws off kind of the overall numbers for the game. So again, if you get me all the way to 13, we are showing here on the board. I am really intrigued by Creighton plus the points here, but also say this could be an overplay. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though that big guy is out for Creighton, the line keeps going up. It opened 138 and a half. It's up to 140 and a half. Ken Palm has a 141. And again, going back to those low bet, higher, higher dollar bet splits, 67% of bets are on the over. So it is public, but it accounts for almost 80% of the money. So it looks kind of both pro and Joe. I'd lean maybe to the over here. And again, you're tempting me with Creighton. I'll be honest with you. You're tempting me. <laughs> I, the, the odds makers are tempting me. I'm not the one that's setting the lines <laughs> here, but it's interesting because you talked about the over being hit because Creighton nationally, they're ranked eighth in terms of two point percentage on defense, but that big guy might be one of the reasons why that's heading into those efficiency numbers. It's Ryan Kalkbrenner, seven foot one, 256 pounds. So clearly he has a presence on the inside with him out. Maybe, it, maybe a more free flowing game. Kansas can get to the rim, get some easier looks here, but I love the fact that you brought up the point of having a number in your head for both sides because you want to bet on these numbers, not necessarily betting on these teams. And like the Memphis Gonzaga talk that we had earlier, like I have Memphis plus 12 and a half, but I also have a Gonzaga number in my head. Now I'm kind of back and forth on what that number <laughs> should be, but the number exists to a point to where you have to bet the other side. I think a lot of betters may not look at that. They're just like, I like this one team and that's it. Yeah, and like, let's look at it from this perspective, Femi. Like, if you're laying Kansas 12 and a half right now, you're getting the worst of the number. Yeah, like, they could win by 20, and you can be like, oh, who cares? Like, it was obvious. You're not uh, late to the party. The party's over. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, they've already, the, the cops have called. You know, you're throwing yeah. a party at your parents' house. <laughs> it's it's over. You're in trouble. Yeah, you're going to be grounded. So, uh, again, they could roll, and you could be like, oh, it doesn't matter. But if you consistently, you know, bet a team laying 12 and a half, 13 when they open 11 and a half, uh, over the long run, like, you may get away with it today, but over the long run, that's really kind of what we call that minus EV, minus expected value. <laughs> type play. Uh, and then also, you know, in terms of the, the, the total here, I think you made a really good point. Like uh, the jazz in the NBA, when Rudy Gobert was out, he was out for a couple games. What happened? You saw some of these overs hit because the big guy who plays good defense clogs up the middle, makes it much easier for that opponent to score a little bit. So it's kind of funny that guy being out for Creighton lines going to Kansas, but it's also going over, which kind of yeah. makes sense because you're going to uh, lose a really big defensive presence in the middle. Yeah. It's a fascinating game to handicap here. Tips off in about 40 minutes over in Fort Worth. We'll give final thoughts on this one in a couple minutes here. But we wanted to look at, because Josh, he hosts Market Insights Podcast, also hosts Betting Across America weekdays here on VEASAN with Mike Pritchard, our guy. And BetMGM has some of their insights in terms of the futures market in college basketball. So we thought no person better to have on the show to break these down than Josh Applebaum here on our network. So taking a look at this graphic here, we have the highest percentage of tickets, biggest liabilities, also the highest handle. The ticket count, no surprise, is Duke. That's uh, America's team college <laughs> basketball version. The highest handle makes sense as well with Gonzaga since they've been a short number pretty much all year long. But look at the biggest liabilities. Arizona and Duke. What do you make of this graphic here outlining what BetMGM is looking at? So I think you want to be on the kind of the side of the liability a little bit sometimes. Again, looking at, uh, like, just going back to yesterday, like we were interviewing the head odds maker at Mandalay Bay, and he said, uh, I, or basically, there's a distinction between liability and need needs like yesterday with Texas the bookmaker told me we need Texas really really bad so uh, on the one hand like you can think the books are actually rooting against these teams because liability means that if Arizona wins it all or Duke wins it all the book is going to take a really big hit here mm -hmm. so they'll be rooting against these teams now to me from that low bets higher dollar angle actually like Arizona right now like according to uh, you know these numbers here they're only getting 8.5% of tickets but they're getting over 10% of money so again yeah. I always want a low bet higher uh, you know dollar amount here now Duke 
Duke, kind of public. It's Coach K's last year. Uh, they're getting 9.4% of tickets, 9.8% of money, kind of the same sort of thing. Now, Gonzaga does have a little bit of sharp money here, 8.9% to 12.9%. Uh, so, again, to me, the, the, the team that I'm looking at is Arizona. I think they're kind of under the radar. They were your, your, your number one or your first you know, easiest contrarian play just if you wanted to go against Gonzaga here. You know, their injured player, will, will he make an appearance? You know, that's something you got to keep an eye out for. Uh, but I would say Femi, too. When I was at Circa, Coach K came on the big screen. Everyone booed him. I, I was like, what's going on here? Like, he's walking in with his wife. They, they remind me of my mom and dad. Everyone's booing him. Like, he's just like an you know, like old guy and his wife. Like, what are you doing? It, the people couldn't stand it. Boo this man. And, and yeah, that, that really shocked me. And uh, and did you see after he complained about the court being wet and all this stuff? It's like, Coach K, man, what are you doing? But apparently, the, the I thought the public loved Duke, but really loves kind of hates him. It, well, it's a love-hate situation. Yeah. There's it's like the Duke, Patriots. Yeah. It's like the Patriots. Like, it's like the Cowboys. It's like the Lakers, the Yankees, all these teams where they have the big fan base, but then you also get the other side of it as well to where everyone loves to hate them. And Duke is that team in college basketball. Uh, right now at BetMGM, Duke, they're in the second round of the tournament. They'll be taking on Michigan State. They are 10-1 to to win the national championship. You mentioned Arizona. They're 5-1. to And that South region could be a tricky one because they're, if they win against TCU, they will get the winner of Houston and Illinois. Now, Houston, a team that the numbers absolutely love. Do you maybe wait and just maybe you kind of roll it over because it almost feels like if you want to bet on Arizona, you got to bet it now because if they bet Houston, if they beat Houston or, or, or Illinois, they're going to go down to Two to one, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I think so. And you kind of got to extrapolate this and kind of think about, hey, you win your next game, the lines are the, the you know the payout's going to get worse. That mm -hmm. number's going to get worse. So I'm um, looking at tomorrow's game against TCU. They open minus nine and a half. I see some books that may go to minus ten. You know, the early move here it hasn't moved too much. You know, these lines just got released here, but there is juice minus nine and a half, minus one fifteen. Like it may go to ten. And to your point, you know, if you're getting, what'd you say, Femi, plus five hundred or plus yeah, five, five to one right now? Five plus to one. Yeah, they win this game. What are you down to? Plus four fifty, plus four hundred. So I think if you like your Arizona, uh, probably now's the time to target them, especially knowing that the books have a lot of liability on them. I'm sorry. My eyeballs are on what's going on in Fort Worth, Texas right now. Wait, hold on. Only down nine. <laughs> that second down. half number. We, we, we're, we're, we're in it right now. What, what did we say about North Carolina, though? And that's one of the things that you have to understand about some of these teams. North Carolina is a volatile type of team, meaning that their good is can be as good as anybody's good, but their bad can also be as bad as anybody else's bad. And after leading by 20-plus, it's down to nine, and there's a lot of time left in this game. Ton of time left. So what do we have? Five minutes and 31 seconds, 71 to 60. You're only down, uh, what, 11, did we say? So, uh, again, the new live line, I'm seeing a minus 7.5 UNC. Like a, uh, This total must be a little high. They're showing like 158. 157.5 at BetMGM right now. Yeah, so maybe they're expecting the foul game and, you know, shooting threes and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, I, my mistake, only down 9, not 11. So, mm. uh, yeah, this is, uh, and this, is, this is what we love about betting, Femi. Like, you know, we were talking <laughs> about early on, you know, UNC, uh, obviously that late move, anyone who grabbed the 5.5, trending down to 5, you're feeling great. But, you know, we did this show, uh, you know, like an hour ago, and we're like, oh, that second half ticket on Baylor. Rip that thing up. Nope, you're still alive. <laughs> still alive. That's why betting is the best. When you're up, you're never safe. When you're down, you're never dead. It's the sweat. Thank goodness for the apps. Otherwise, I might have ripped up a physical <laughs> ticket there <laughs> because it looked like Baylor was dead in the water, but they have now made a big, big run. North Carolina will be inbounding the ball underneath their own basket. So we'll see. We'll keep our eyes on this game. A lot of basketball to be played out there at Fort Worth, but the number one seed right now in the region hanging on the ropes here against North Carolina. If, if the Tar Heels get this win, I mean, we're talking about the futures market. This is a team that their odds can maybe shrink down quite a bit here because if you take down the number one seed, a lot of people are going to like you only needing two wins to get to the final four. 
Yeah, and by the way, they just said something on the uh, the page. The guy who got ejected, Manic, since that ejection, a 20-4 run by Baylor. So, again, getting them you know excited and, and into this game since that ejection. Uh, to your point about UNC, though, our buddy uh, Mitch, Mitch and Paulie in the morning, but Mitch just tweeted this, Mitch Moss, uh, at Mitch Moss Radio. North Carolina was as high as 96-1 to to win the title before the tip-off this morning. I'm seeing wow. as low as 12-1 to now. So, uh, to your That's point, insane. Femi, it's, it's like these teams like, you know, UNC to me is like a big public team, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but yet this year they came in kind of under the radar. So it goes to show you get hot at the right time. Huge move there in their futures price if they can pull this off. Yeah, they're 20 to 1 right now at BetMGM, but that it could go down to 12 or so yeah. if they are able to complete this comeback or rather complete and hold on to this <laughs> big lead that they've had here. Uh, Baylor, the one trying to compete the comeback. But yeah, this is just uh, basketball is such a game of runs to where live betting, the opportunities are really out there. And if you see a situation like this Baylor-UNC situation where Baylor got down big, knowing what we know about UNC, it looked like a very just valuable bet to make there. And we'll see. Yeah, they call a charge on Armando (laughs) Baycott there. So Baylor will now go have have the ball with 445. It looks like UNC is getting ready to kind of collapse here. Just looking at it right now, I'm on them on the money line. I kind of wish now that I just took the points (laughs) because I'm not sure they're going to win this basketball game with the way things have been trending since Brady Manick ejected from the game. Like, that just goes to show you what UNC has been doing this year. Like, when they have it good, they make it difficult for no reason. Like, there's no reason to get ejected when you're up so big. And exactly, we're looking at some of these players in foul trouble now. You got a couple guys here on Baylor with four fouls. Yeah, so this is Caleb come. Love is fouled out of the game. Yeah, out of the game. So again, you got to be thinking right now that you know the kind of the the, the the locomotive going 100 miles an hour is Baylor trying to catch up, and they might make this thing interesting. I mean, Armando Baycott going to the bench now. He's UNC's best big guy. They're already out. Brady Manic ejected. Caleb Love out of the game. I don't know how UNC even hangs on here. <laughs> the three of their best players. We're going to talk about it on the other side. Betting across America. The sweat is on, folks. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's and Adult Swim's Rick and Morty are teaming up to invite Las Vegas locals and basketball fans to get swifty at the first ever Morty's Mayhem pop-up. This weekend only at the Resorts World East Garden Plaza, the immersive experience brings the show off the screen and onto the strip with never-before-seen animations of Wendy's breakfast characters in the Rick and Morty universe and the return of the elusive Pickle Rick Pickle Frosty. Boom! Big reveal! While in the alternate universe, fans can also play a life-size game of Plinko, score exclusive swag, and try items from Wendy's delicious menu lineup. Check out Wendy's Morty's Mayhem at Resorts World through Sunday right here in Las Vegas. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Josh Applebaum. And we have our eyes on this game in Fort Worth. Number one seed Baylor taking on the eight seed North Carolina. North Carolina, they lead by nine. It's a little sweaty for them. We're at the under four timeout. They're laying seven and a half on the live number. Baylor five to one on the money line right now. So this is something that we talk about in terms of watching the game. And again, the, you know, we're, we're in this glass studio here, but I can tell you right now, the South point, it's like reverberating. Everyone is thinking yes. <laughs> and, and watching and getting ready to see maybe this collapse. 
collapsed by UNC. Can Baylor get back into it? Uh, but to your point, Femi, when you said, you know, live lining and watching games, this is why it's critical. Like, if you were just looking at the numbers, uh, it may not get, excite you too much live line Baylor or the second half, but what do we talk about? An ejection for UNC. Yep. Bunch of big players in foul trouble. When you start to pile up those variables, to me, that's when watching the live line and kind of, you know, seeing the momentum and the crowd, you know, the crowd can have an influence here, unlike the pros where they're kind of used to it. And again, these are star college players as well. When you start to see like that comeback brewing, that's when the crowd can get, give you a little even more adrenaline and energy. So again, the fact that UNC's in foul trouble, they're already missing one of their big players. We'll see what happens here. The five and a half is looking good UNC, but can Baylor, you know, maybe like uh, Illinois yesterday where Tennessee Chattanooga was up, you know, pretty much the whole time. Yeah. They end up getting that, you know, win by one point. I think that's what you're hoping for if you're a Baylor backer. Yeah, the live markets don't factor in foul trouble. They don't exactly. factor in injuries, ejections, and these are things that you can take advantage of, at least early on when those numbers initially come out. Well, let's get to a game that's going to be tipping off here at 2.15 p.m. on the West Coast. 515 over on the East Coast, and that's Michigan and Tennessee. And right now, the Michigan Wolverines, six and a half point underdogs, total 136 and a half. I'm on Michigan plus seven. We talked about this earlier. Also on the first half under. Anything stand out to you? So, what stands out to me most is, you know, if you're a gross contrarian like me, this is a <laughs> great spot to back Michigan. According to BetMGM, we mentioned this earlier, only 17% of bets on Michigan. So, again, it's very rare that you see such a lopsided play this time of year, but that's the play. Of course, Michigan underwhelmed getting into the tournament, uh, had a win though, and now you look at, at Tennessee, kind of a trendy team that I'll fully admit, I have them going to a Sweet 16 in one of my brackets. So uh, I think the play here to me is if you're a contrarian, you got to take Michigan here plus the points. Uh, you also look at kind of the, the spot that Michigan is in uh, in, the, in terms of the spread. Now Ken Palm has Tennessee winning by six. You can find a six and a half in Femi. You got a great uh, seven there. To me, it's a play on grabbing the points, thinking that Michigan can keep it close. Again, you're buying low on a Michigan team that the public is down on, mm -hmm. the, the public is high on Tennessee, we've seen kind of that Vatech, you know, Texas type situation where everyone was high on Vatech, low on, on, on Texas. To me, you're getting a dog with kind of a line freeze here. It opens six and a half, really hasn't moved off that number. If you have almost 90, or what is it? What did I say, uh, Femi? 17%. Yep. You know, almost 90% of bets, 80% of bets on Tennessee. Why aren't they up to minus seven, minus eight? You're not seeing the line go up that high despite the lopsided betting. Tells me a lot of books are saying, hey, the public can give us $5 bets all day on the Vols, but we're not going to move it up because we're really concerned about maybe some contrarians coming in on Michigan at inflated number. And that's your biggest discrepancy of the day, right? It's the biggest one. There's the, the only, That's the number one contrarian play, Michigan 17%. <laughs> the next one would be Richmond 25%, Creighton 31%, and then of course the Zags laying the 9.5, only that, getting 34%. That contrarian favorite. We'll oh, get yeah. to that game as well. Uh, Michigan, Devontae Jones, he did not play in that first game against Colorado State there. He had the concussion that he suffered in practice. It sounds like he could play. He's listed as questionable game time decision that could be a big boost for the Wolverines who that's their starting point guard right there they won a tournament game without him if they get him back this Michigan team's against a Rick Barnes team and the Rick Barnes tournament stuff hasn't been successful so maybe the Wolverines could shock the world here yeah again this is one of those plays where am I going to take money line Michigan no but I'll, yeah. I'll take the points here yep. yeah and to your point um, again you can get that star player in or you know kind of uh, you know your starting uh, guard there maybe you see that line if he's you know uh, and again it's tough in college it's not like the NBA 
NBA. Like NBA, we get these injury updates. They're very obvious. You know, Woj will drop it or, or Shams or one of these guys. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult in college getting confirmation on whether these players will play or not. Usually the line will kind of tell you whether or not they're playing. But another thing, you know, good ATS, bad ATS in terms of buying on Michigan, they're only 14 and 18 against the spread this year. They have not covered a lot of games. So people have bet them, have been disappointed in them. They remember that. Tennessee, 21 and 13 against the spread. They've really covered a lot of numbers and made a lot of money for people who have who have uh, pretty much laid the points. They're almost always a favorite here. Uh, but again, I like getting down on that bad ATS team and betting against the good ATS team because really they become overvalued, whereas Michigan here, to me, is an undervalued spot. Yeah, the advanced metrics have loved Michigan all season long. We'll see if they reward some of those advanced metrics coming up later on this afternoon. You mentioned the other game that has a big discrepancy, Richmond and Providence. The Providence Friars apparently now are the public team. Nobody's wanted anything to do with them all season long here, at least from the advanced metrics and the analytical folks. They're laying three and a half total, 134 and a half can the Friars get it done again so isn't it funny how like you know everyone was against Providence against uh, South Dakota <laughs> yeah. State and now they're back on Providence just funny how we're know, fickle uh, as yeah, betters fickle yeah perception of these teams changes and you go off the last game I'm really shocked that Richmond isn't getting more support like we mentioned it they're only getting 25% of bets at BetMGM maybe it's the fact of hey it's a 12 versus a 4 you know just take the 4 they're, they're seated much better but really no respect for you know beating Iowa getting 9.5 winning outright uh, the last 4 games dating back to their conference tournament. They were a four-point dog against VCU. They won outright Richmond. They were a two-and-a-half-point dog against Dayton, won outright. They were a three-and-a-half-point dog against uh, Davidson there um, in the in their conference tournament championship game. They went outright. So they're on this dog stretch, and if you're giving me a dog that's not trendy, like Richmond's unpopular, mm-hmm. I'll take the three-and-a-half here. We mentioned earlier, I think it, again, did maybe touch four-and-a-half, came back down a little bit. Can you get a four? Maybe you wait this thing out. But to me, it's the points here. I got to take this Richmond squad uh, who's been great cashing tickets as a dog, only getting 25% of bets. Let's go, Spiders. Yeah, I, was, I saw some fours early in the market. Now it's three and a half painted across the board in terms of Richmond and Providence. But this, to me, it's... It feels like Providence is that type of team that always plays these close games. And even when they were up big on South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits were able to get back into that game and kind of make it a closely contested ball game. Can Providence run away and hide from anybody? <laughs> like, that's I don't- the... That's a great point. I don't yeah. think they can. And, you know, is this a game where Providence wins by two? I mean, that's the kind mm-hmm. of thing you're thinking about. But, again, like, let's not dismiss Richmond. I mean, uh, you know, we, this is a completely different case from, obviously, like St. Peter's. Like, St. Peter's has a huge upset, but they really weren't expected to do that. And maybe you come back down to earth. To me, Richmond, you're playing with house money. You've cashed a lot of tickets as a dog. You're a dog once again. It's almost like, uh, and, of course, it always comes back to Tom Brady when you work with me. This is something that Pritch <laughs> knows. But remember Brady in that first uh, run there with uh, Tampa Bay yep. where he was, a, a, I think, a three point dog he went through all the good quarterbacks like New Orleans yep. New Orleans uh having to go to uh the Packers yeah, yep. there and then in the in the Super Bowl he's I think like getting three against Mahomes yep. kind of not like you know you think of Brady and Richmond as the same but <laughs> I was gonna say uh, that's a hell of a yeah but a dog getting some points and, and continuing to win outright that yeah. I guess that's my comparison so let's go Richmond uh, big development in Baylor and North Carolina. Ooh. Matthew Meyer, Baylor, one of their wing guys. He's experienced. He was a part of that rotation on their national title team last year. Uh, he is limped to the locker room. think he might have t- uh, twisted an ankle. We'll see what the replay So Yeah, it looks like he turned his Ooh. ankle, stepped on his own teammate's foot there. So an unfortunate situation there for the Baylor Bears. UNC, they lead 78-73 to as they are clinging onto this lead here. Baylor cut it to as low as three after an and one, but Armando Baycott just makes a basket. I believe it might have been an and one, so we'll see if he can cash in the free throw. But 137 left to go in Fort Worth, Texas, the number one seed on the ropes against North Carolina. Uh, I'm sweating out North Carolina money line and also Baylor minus six in the second 
second half. So we'll see what comes of this game in Fort Worth. A uh, couple minutes left here, Josh. I wanted to squeeze in St. Mary's UCLA once again. We talked about this one earlier, but this is going to be a terrific game. Played in Portland. Bruins, two-and-a-half-point favorites over at BetMGM. The total sitting there at 125-and-a-half here, and it's the interesting question of money line versus spread in this game between the Gales and the Bruins. And by the way, if you took the over, I was leaning under at the start of the show, under 149, you just cash your over. So maybe maybe a, a roar of the crowd here at the South Point the, for the, cashing the, that there over. There was a roar that yeah, we heard. <laughs> there was, and again, we're sweating this thing late. Again, cut it to five. Femi, that was kind of – I didn't expect – I mean, we thought they'd get back into the game, and I think mm. you're walking a tightrope if we land on six <laughs> – uh, so drinks on you if that happens, but uh, I'll go St. Mary's in this game. This is another play for me where, number one, you're contrarian. St. Mary's only getting 43% of bets, a team that, again, tiny little school kind of gets uh, that public bias against them. UCLA, big-name school. The public wants to back. They remember what they did, obviously, in last year's March Madness, but it opened three. It's pretty much stayed three. This is kind of a line freeze. Public UCLA, but the line really hasn't moved at all. Uh, I want to see this thing fall down to two and a half, Femi, but I am on uh, St. Mary's plus three in this one. Again, Ken Palm only has them losing by two and then also the total, keeping out for the total, it was 127 down to 126. Some of these books are down to 125 and a half. Could maybe a lower scoring spot here. I'll take St. Mary's plus three. I'm seeing even at a prominent sports book here is a three and a half, but plus 105 for UCLA. So this, who knows where this is going to go. There's a lot of time. The game tips off at 410 uh, Pacific time, 710 East Coast. So a lot of time for this market to continue to sell as money flushes in here. We'll see how these results affect that. Uh, I know some people are rooting for the over that they cashed that maybe they put their money into this St. Mary's UCLA game but it is going to be a fantastic game nonetheless out there in Portland on the other side we'll give our last thoughts of Creighton and Kansas that game tips off here in a matter of 20 minutes and we've seen some late line move here at the South Point this is betting across America Want to get in shape but having trouble staying motivated? Well, make 5-Hour Energy Shots part of your lifestyle and get the energy boost that you need to get fit. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5HourEnergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a 5-Hour Energy today. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Josh Applebaum here. And we had a good game in Fort Worth. Baylor has rallied back, and it is a close game. They were down by as many as 22, I believe it was. Now trailing by three with 28 seconds to go. North Carolina trying to inbound the ball, which has been an adventure for them in the second half as they (laughs) just fouled Armando Baycott with 25 seconds to go as he will probably go to the foul line. But anything for you in this, I mean, it's tough to lie bet it now. 25 seconds left to go. But uh, it could be a massive, massive victory here for the Tar Heels. Yeah, it really could. And again, I think that my biggest takeaway was that late liability on the juice when we talked when we really let off the show, which, by the way, three hours is going by pretty quick, my man. It, so it, it's, it's rolling, it's, it's man. It's a pleasure with you over it, here. It's but, rolling. <laughs> uh, but again, that five and a half that was juiced up, five, uh, plus five and a half, minus 115, that told me that, hey, you know, there was a little liability in North Carolina. So if you saw that, you're feeling good right now. To your point, I think you missed the boat and missed free throw here. Still a three-point game. <laughs> uh, so the, the sweat <laughs> continues. Uh, if he misses this one, then we're really in for uh, a good time here, Femi, but I mean, no uh, overtime, please. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Maybe we can get in on the overtime here. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I was going to say, I'm really hoping that they have that extended 20 minute break. Cause I want to go bet the next game. Creighton, yes. Kansas teaser. I want to, I want the over in that one. Yeah. The over right now is one. We missed, missed both. both free throws. 
So Baylor has a chance to tie here with 20 seconds left to go in this game. I mean, Armando Baycott just missed both free throws. Baylor goes right to the hoop. And one. And it's an and oh. one with 15 <laughs> seconds to go. James Akinjo of Baylor, 15.8 seconds to go. They now trail by one. He has a chance to tie this game. I don't see how North Carolina, if this game goes to overtime, given their foul situation, the ejections, like I don't see how they can hang on to it. they got to win this now. Like, all the momentum in that building, we're watching it on mute, because but we can hear the, the yeah. crowd out here. But we're watching it on mute. But it looks like the atmosphere that, that's there in Fort Worth, not too far away from Waco, is clearly a Baylor crowd. Yeah, and I think, you know, you get to some of these games. So free throw here, he makes it. We got a tie score. Do you call timeout, Femi? That's my question here. But uh, it's funny, like going into it, Baylor was the one seed. You know, uh, they're probably going to be uh, a team that the public loves. But then they get down and kind of get that dog love for UNC. And out slip the other way. I think the crowd's rooting for Baylor just yeah. to finish off this improbable comeback here. So we're tied at 80, 15 seconds left. Uh, remember we said we were going to rip up that second half ticket on Baylor? Uh, might be I hope you got to, you know, like when you do a shredder, you got to go come back, like uh, and piece it all back together. Cause, uh, cause that's, that's a lie. That's looking good. I, I might be ripping up my North Carolina money line ticket <laughs> shortly. Uh, my goodness. Yeah. North Carolina, they're having trouble inbounding the basketball. They're now missing free throws. They got foul situations going on. Their best shooter, Brady Manick was ejected from the game. Like this is a situation where like, they have completely collapsed in this basketball game, and credit to Baylor. They've taken advantage of this spot here. They're the more experienced team in this spot, the defending national champions, and I, it's they trailed by as many as 25, Josh. Yeah, and I think you go back, the ejection changed everything here. You know, it's, it's kind of yeah. tough. You know, we're trying to do a show here working, by the way, but we're trying to also, you know, get, read the tea leaves on this game. The ejection caused this huge run here. And then your team like Baylor, you kind of see, like, you know, your, your death, your life in front of your eyes, like this could be it. If you can kind of, like, get that as a motivating factor, and to your point, live lining games where you're watching, the ejection, the foul trouble, down all your big guys, who's the momentum with? It's with Baylor. Now, 15 seconds left, UNC has the ball. They can score and end it here. Uh, but, man, what that's a good start to the match. Madness on a big Saturday. It is a very, very good start to the madness here. I mean, North Carolina is about to inbound the basketball. They called their last timeout, I believe. Or no, Baylor called timeout. So North Carolina still has a timeout. If they want to maybe cross half court, call another one to draw up something from the half court area. But <laughs> it wouldn't shock me if North Carolina turns the ball over here, <laughs> to be quite honest. 16.7. So the officials adjusted the clock. They put 16.7 seconds on the clock here. So that's the time that the Tar Heels have to work with. We're tied at 80. Game has already flown over. Over uh, the total here <laughs> as North Carolina barely gets Ooh. the ball in bounds. Almost a foul there on well, Baycott. I thought they call that foul. And here we go, Josh. Got, yeah, so, so they, timeout. They, they, timeout. They, they cross half court yep. and they call a timeout. So I figured that's what they would do 11 seconds ago. Hubert Davis got to draw up something there for these Tar Heels because I don't see how they win this game <laughs> if this goes to overtime. Yeah, seriously, this is your one <laughs> shot because, again, it's, it's a game of attrition here. You're down a bunch of players, a lot of guys in foul trouble. I, I totally agree with you, Femi. This goes to OT. I think it obviously is a benefit to Baylor. They have the momentum momentum right now. UNC is down a bunch of players, but here's your last shot. The one thing I would say, and I don't want to foreshadow this, there's a lot of referees getting in the way at the end of these games, mm -hmm. Femi. Like, I've seen a couple of them. I don't know off the top of my head, but I feel like I've watched at least a couple where, you know, a guy gets fouled going to the rim. I think it might have been in that, uh, was it the USC game USC there? USC Miami. Yeah, that was yep. it, where that was a questionable foul. It, 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 was, it was a, a bogus call. <laughs> yeah, bogus call. Barely touched him. So, I would rather err on the side of, like, unless it's egregious, like, let him play it out. Uh, but again, let's not let the, the, the referees get in the way of this thing at the end. You hate to 
see, like, yeah. you know, if you're a Baylor backer or a live linebacker or, you know, UNC money line, I guess you're, you'd be happy here. But, you know, point one seconds left, they call, uh, you know, a, a foul and you get a free throw. Uh, get ready. You think the South Point's are crazy now? That's really going to send You know them. what? If North Carolina goes to the line with point one seconds to shoot free throws, that would be like manna from heaven <laughs> at this situation. But just to get you guys updated on the box score, so we mentioned Brady Manick ejected from this game. And he was, that's a big deal. He had 26 points, 8 of 13 from the field, 4 of 8 from three-point range. Armando Baycott, their big guy, now only 12 points, 11 rebounds, but he has four fouls. And he's like, they're probably one of their best players on that team. He's got four fouls. Caleb Love, their lead guard, he fouled out of the game. Like, they are so shorthanded. I don't think they have the bodies to compete with a Baylor team that is clearly feeling good about themselves and confident. I mean, Baylor could win this game by 10 if this goes to OT. Yeah, and again, you're Hubert Davis. This is you got to drop something great right now. This is your one chance. You go to over t- overtime, you're not feeling good about it. So it's... again, th- you want to see what it's like when me and Femi sweat a game right now. Uh, this is what it's like. We're gonna about to inbound. Here we go. Ball over to North Carolina. I mean, the Carolina. people who took North Carolina plus five and a half are also sweating because we all know the uh, overtime is where the underdog goes to die. As we have three seconds left, North Carolina they're not getting into step anything. back three. Oh, no good. Front, I- but no wow. good. We're going overtime. overtime. Unreal. I got to run to the, to the window. Let's go Baylor. Let's go Baylor OT. We are, Scott Drew is absolutely fired up. I don't know what the hell that last possession was that Hubert Davis drew up there in the huddle because that was absolutely you, – you, you drop something, you take a timeout to take a 28 foot three pointer. Like, yeah, a fadeaway like, three. Like, go to this like, one. I never understand. Go to the rim. Either you make it, maybe you get fouled. Uh, that was just yeah. a very surprising end of possession. And right if there. you're going to shoot it from there, Shoot it earlier to give your guys a chance to get the offensive rebound. They get Which they no did time. get, but didn't have enough time to put it back. No exactly. Time, no time to get that offensive rebound as they're going to go to commercial break right now. 80 Ooh. is our score heading to overtime. Uh, Baylor minus six second half. Uh, thank, thankfully, we put that bet in, to be quite honest. Because <laughs> I would be stunned if North Carolina wins this game by margin. I would I absolutely stunned. If they win, that could happen. I'm, it's getting to the point where I might be stunned if they even just win the game. But but Baylor has clearly all the momentum as we'll see what the numbers look like with the markets open back up here because right now at BetMGM, Baylor's minus 190 on the money line to win this game. I It's a high number, but high I, number. I'd look toward laying it here, Femi, just kind of the way that this thing is trending, all the momentum on Baylor's side. You saw you know, your whole postseason life flash before your eyes. You had this spirited comeback, mm-hmm. all the foul trouble and ejections for UNC. Uh, and again, that last possession, very questionable. I mean, it was horrific. Go to the rim. These fadeaway threes, I know it's like, I want to be the man. I want to. I want to hit this shot and, and like and drain it and be the coolest guy in the room. But everybody uh, wants to be Kemba Walker. Yeah, exactly. How about you go to the rim and drive? Like again, here I am, like actually rooting for UNC when like I'm, you know, I'm on that second half Baylor. But uh, again, to me, questionable possession. But all the momentum. And I know it's a high number. I'd look toward Baylor money line in, in overtime. I mean, goodness gracious here. So yeah, so we got minus one ninety is our number. North Carolina plus one forty five. Are, are, are you gonna make that Baylor bet here for this overtime, or are you gonna just sit with your second half number? Well, there's a lot of responsibilities when you're working. So I don't think I can stop the show and run to the window and go bet it. But, uh, yeah, maybe I'll dial something up. You know, it's 2022. I got a phone. I got a computer. We'll find a way to get this thing in. I mean, just unreal. <laughs> I thought I was in good. Is the situation set up just how we thought? Like, okay, North Carolina, keep the double-digit lead until the under-four timeout. Baylor kind of gives you a rally, but you hang on to win. And they couldn't inbound the ball. <laughs> Baylor's laying two and a half is the side right now at BetMGM plus 105. Just went off the board. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be a tough one. Baycott's and foul. He has four fouls. A fourth, uh, another foul for Baycott. He's gone. And at that point, who do you turn to? It's just
just going to be R.J. Davis there for the Tar Heels. So this is a really tough spot for North Carolina, who's got to be questioning themselves here after this second-half collapse to where they were at one point leading by 25 points. You're totally right, and they were playing with house money. You were the dog in this spot. Baylor's the big, bad Baylor, defending champs, the number one seed. But, uh, again, you start to tighten up. You know, when you're feeling good, you're looking good, you're winning. Now we've got a, a three from the corner. Oh, it's let's in, go! Right? Three-nothing Tar Heels, so here <laughs> you go. You're going to get a better uh, you're gonna get a better number here on Baylor. But, um, again, I would drive to the rim if you're Baylor. Get Baycott. One more foul, and he's gone. Yeah. Uh, I would try I, to put I, him in a bad yeah, position. Yeah, they're going to go right at him, I'd guess. And Sohan doesn't go right at him, but he misses the layup. Baycott with the rebound. So Carolina, maybe the money line's still alive with them. Maybe they got a little rest and reprieve there in that uh, stoppage before OT. But uh, a lot of time left to go. There's four minutes left in this game in overtime. And wow, that was almost a travel. (laughs) Was dragged that pivot (laughs) foot. So we'll see what North Carolina can cook up. I'm sure it's going to be wacky, and we'll be right in line with the March Madness that we've seen so far over these two days. They lead Baylor 83-80. We're sweating it out. Final segment on the other side here as the Tar Heels trying to hang on to beat the Baylor Bears in OT. This is Betting Across America. Live bets, folks. March Madness is alive and well, and so are we. Come back with us. We'll wrap things up on the other side. of BetMGM's March matchups will be underway right now. And here's a chance for every college basketball fan to bet the board. Simply register bonus code MM160 and place a $20 wager on any game in the second round of the tournament and you'll receive $160 in free bets that you can use for the rest of the day's tournament action. That's a $20 free bet for each of the eight games, enough to keep you on the edge of your seat all day and all night. Log into your BetMGM account or sign up before round two and place a single $20 wager to receive $160 to bet the board with the king of sports books. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back. This is the final segment of Betting Across America. Femi Abebefe alongside Josh Applebaum here. And we're on the edge of our seats. Speaking of BetMGM Literally. <laughs> and North Carolina, they lead Baylor 86-84 in overtime. So what better time to bring in our buddy Dave Ross over out at Circa. We're going to pass the baton over to the Ross Reynolds connection here on this second round day of the NCAA tournament. And Dave, the Tar Heels, thanks for joining us. They were up by as many as 25 in the second half. Now lead by two in OT. Your thoughts on on the madness this early? Um, I would just say Hubert Davis better hold on to this lead because yes. <laughs> you can just hear everybody in Chapel Hill going, Roy wouldn't let this happen. Dean wouldn't <laughs> let this happen. Hubert Davis can't let this happen. Gentlemen, I believe the biggest comeback in the history of the NCAA tournament uh, was done in the last decade. I believe BYU was down to Iona by 25, but that was with six minutes to go in the first half. This was 25 with 10 minutes to go in the second half. So because of the time, it would be the biggest comeback in the history of the NCAA tournament if they can somehow secure this. 
Baylor can't come all the way back, force overtime, and then lose Scott Drew. Now this would go on Scott Drew. And you're like, come on, this is one of the craziest. Uh, I can't remember a game quite like this, getting ready for the show here, you know, kind of turning it off, getting your coffee ready, checking in on UFC London. And all of a sudden you see that Manic gets tossed and it's a 25 point lead. Then it's you know, down about 15 and it's down to 11. You're like, well, they're not inside 10. And then bam, bam, bam. Here they go. Uh, hitting those big threes down the stretch and we're in overtime. But gents, I mean, this is why we love the madness, right? I mean, you just cannot ever predict something like this. If you were in game wagering this and took Baylor when they were down 25, could you imagine not finishing this off? If you have that play? Yeah, Dave, you're totally right. And by the way, it was great seeing you at Circa the other day. I always love uh, running into you and talking some betting. I know you're a big UFC guy, so I'm excited. I'm trying to find a good spot here in Vegas to sweat the UFC tonight. But uh, obviously, you know, we're looking at this Baylor-UNC game. But uh, talk to me about the games for today. Anything you really have your eye on? You know, Femi and I were talking about how Gonzaga's in a really interesting spot. They're only getting 43% of bets, where uh, I think the play there is, you know, Gonzaga's almost always a popular spot. But they look like 9.5 might go back up to 10. We're talking St. Mary's, maybe leaning a dog there with the points. What's your card look like today? Any of your favorite bets you want to share with us? Yeah, I do have first half Gonzaga over. And what I think is they're going to see one of the more talented NBA style teams in Memphis. If Memphis plays man, they might get an education very quickly. Penny Hardaway's crew on, on what, you know, really good team chemistry looks like. We know Memphis has struggled with that early. I think they're going to play uh, man to man. And if that happens, I look for points. I just look, I, I don't know that really, Gonzaga is going to hard, have a hard time uh, defending Memphis as well. So I really like Memphis to come out, give it their best heavyweight shot here. At the end, if you force me to take the side, which I haven't yet, I would take Gonzaga. But I do like the first half over because I think there's going to be a lot of intensity from Memphis's point thinking, all right, let's show you guys how many pros we have versus how many pros you have. You're going to see some pros on the floor here. I think you're going to see a lot of good one-on-one -on -one basketball. I like a lot of points to happen there. I do like Arkansas today, uh, laying the this, this smaller number here. And, and I just, look, Arkansas is one of those teams. I have them coming out and, and shocking the world kind of in the West. I actually think they're going to give Gonzaga a tough run if the Zags okay. get by Memphis today. And I really do think this, that uh, Arkansas is a live player here for the Final Four. So I'm looking at these matchups today as almost a precursor of what I have in the West region. But I do like the over first half in Gonzaga, and I'm going to take Arkansas and lay that six and a half against New Mexico State. Those are my two plays that I like so far. But again, I, I never thought that this North Carolina-Baylor <laughs> game would still be going as we're talking here. Let's and go! Got, what, 180 <laughs> points, and Carolina's now up five. Unbelievable. Uh, sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to yell while you yeah, were one right when you're talking. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm so Dave. Here's the story. I'm sweating North Carolina money line. Also played Baylor minus six in the second half here. So if the Tar Heels want to win by like five, we're all That'd good over yeah, here. Fine. We're great over here. But uh, any final thoughts? Cause you're talking about Gonzaga and Memphis. And we're starting to see people buy the dip on the Zags. Those nine and a half are yep. disappearing. Now seeing tens painted across the board. Uh, but what else will you guys have on tap for the show today? You and uh, Wes Reynolds, the Ross Reynolds connection. Here as we're sweating out these well, uh, second round games. As you guys are talking, of course, we're going to be talking the majority of the day about the hoops and some in-game possibilities that you might have, like Femi hopping in here on Baylor here, second half. Let's see if you can get the double dip with Carolina on the money line and, and Baylor in the second half. I like where you're standing there. We're going to talk some NFL. Of course, the big news, Deshaun Watson. I don't know that many people saw him going to Cleveland. I think everybody thought he was wrapped up to go to the ATL. 
and maybe the last 24 hours, what happened there. And we are going to talk about UFC London. Jack Shore just got on the board for me today as he gets a decision victory. Tom Aspinall uh, coming up here. It's a, a, a good day for Brits. If you're, uh, if you're over, the, over the pond in England, you're really interested in this card here. So it should be a really good fight night at UFC London. We'll keep our eye on that because, again, we got fighting <laughs> right now overseas and we got basketball. What could be better? He is Dave Ross. Yeah. Sorry, I'm chuckling. Because Someone nailed it off the backboard. Yeah, like Carolina what? Guys just what? rocketed the basketball <laughs> off of the backboard as some sort of cross-court pass. Who knows what the hell the Tar Heels A are doing? Dunk. But yeah. <laughs> Dave, we hope this game you is w- drunk. <laughs> yeah, this game is drunk. I think North Carolina has been drunk since 10 minutes ago in this ball game. He is Dave Ross. Check him out with West Reynolds at the top of the hour here on Beeston. If you want to live sweat, this is a precursor of what's going to be happening later on today. So make sure to check day. out Dave and West. Dave, we appreciate you. Have a good show over the next three hours, buddy. Thanks, gentlemen. I always love catching up with y'all. <laughs> I mean, what, what was that pass? Another turnover? Another like, turnover? Yeah, get on the UNC. floor. Yeah. And I think we'll call a timeout. So Baylor will have the ball down six with 24.9 seconds to go. I, I just want I wish we got a replay of that pass. I, I saw it from the peripheral of my brain. What in the world was that? But the Tar Heels look like they're in decent shape, though, to maybe hang on and win this game. Yeah, and again, I wasn't <laughs> able to get that, uh, you know, Baylor money line there, minus 190. Thank God I didn't hear Femi because, again, Everything was lining up in their favor. They had the mm-hmm. momentum. Uh, you had, you know, foul trouble. A bunch of guys, are their be- one of their best players, you know, being out and being ejected. But what happens? UNC finds a little more life. They dug deep. They're up by six right now. We'll see what happens. These finishes always seem to come down right to the wire. Uh, but I'm a little bit surprised UNC uh, really, you know, taking it to them here in overtime. I'm very surprised. I was writing the eulogy <laughs> right, yeah. right during the break uh, as we were heading to overtime. I was like, I don't see how they can pull this off. There's no way. All this stuff. But credit to the Tar Heels. They've hung tough. They lead. <laughs> by six here. I mean, R.J. Davis, think about this. Brady Manic is ejected like you talked about. Armando Baycott having a solid game. 16 rebounds is a terrific game, I should say there. But Caleb Love, he fouls out. R.J. Davis for the Tar Heels, 30 points, 8 of 6 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3-point range. To go along with those 30 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. He has been absolutely terrific for North Carolina. Matthew Meyer, he got hurt, came back, fouled out, but Baylor's getting a lot from Adam Flagler, James Akinjo. They've combined for 47 points, that backcourt there, but uh, it looks like they're going to need another miracle, maybe North Carolina to turn the ball over once again to try to get back and maybe force a double overtime, <laughs> but please no. And I tell you what, Femi, you know, when I I was on the plane coming out here. We had double overtime in the Irish and Rutgers yeah. game. So crazy things have happened. And again, this is only game one. I got to pace myself. Today. I mean, yeah, this honestly, like <laughs> I'm hydrated. I got the two waters here and this is a pace yourself type of day, but the sweat is on and it is active in this game right now because North Carolina clinging to this six point lead 91 to 85, 24 seconds left here. So this is a situation that I always wonder. I'm like, North Carolina is going to probably try to back off, not foul. They don't want to give up a three-point play. Or maybe Baylor tries to maybe chuck up a three here, but I don't know. Maybe they attack the, the basket. I'm all out of sorts right now. Yeah, John. no, I'm with you. And again, you know, the other thing is, like, do you want to foul? Because you don't want to allow a three and you put a guy to the line. Yeah. Like, again, it d- depends on kind of the way you kind of, uh, you know, perceive this situation. But, uh, yeah, they're going to be in- inbounding here with Baylor. You're down six. What do you, what is it? What do you say, 20 seconds left, something like that? Yeah, 24 seconds left. 24 Baylor has seconds. No, they have no timeouts. North Carolina has one timeout. Ooh. 
This is so, going to come right down to it. But so, UNC, <laughs> you got the edge right now. Yeah, UNC has the edge right now. But I'm hoping that Baylor can maybe you know, get a bu- bucket here. Yep. <laughs> oh, so Just like Davidson last night. Like if you had the one and a half, you hit that three late, you cover the number. Like, exactly. Don't you love it, too, when, they're, when they say, like, oh, a meaningless bucket, but not for some. Like, so, I always love that, too. So Adam Flagler drives to the basket. They foul him. He's holding his head. Hopefully North Carolina didn't hit him in the head there. We'll see what the replay shows as, yeah, I think that's okay. That's clean. So Ooh, he hit his, oh, head, he hit on his the head on the court. Yeah. That's scary. He hit his head on the court, so it'll be a common foul when he's able to get up. But right now he's on the ground right now holding his head, but it looks like he's getting up at this moment. We've got 20 seconds left here in the show, Josh. This has been a hell of a three hours, man. It went it by quick. Absolutely terrific. You're a true professional, my man. It was a pleasure. <laughs> you as well. We see you virtually all the time out there on the East Coast. Excellent to have you in 3D here in studio. Enjoy the rest of your weekend out here in Vegas, and enjoy the rest of the day here with college basketball. You as well, as we end on a shot of the sportsbook here at the South Point hotel and casino what a day it was here on betting across america dave ross west reynolds coming up on the other side this is vsin